This morning, God's Word comes to us from Romans chapter 13. Romans 13. We're going to be reading just the first seven verses of this chapter. Romans 13, beginning at verse 1. What we hear now is God's Word. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is an authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. For he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is the servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, Revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to turn to the back of your Trinity Psalter hymnal to page 891 in the back section. And this morning we're going to read question 104 of Lord's Day 39. That question's on the bottom of the first column, the, an uh, the answer on the top of the second column. Reading from the bottom of page 891, question 104. What is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? The answer, that I show honor, love, and faithfulness to my father and mother and all those in authority over me. Submit myself with proper obedience to all their good teaching and discipline, and also that I may be patient with their failings, for by their hand God wills to rule us. Well, this morning we are moving on in our study of the law of God. We have completed our study of the first table of the law, those first four commandments that we saw all can be related to worship. The first commandment, whom it is that we worship, we're to worship God alone. The second commandment, how we are to worship externally, we are to worship God without any images. The third, how we are to worship internally, and the fourth, when we are to worship on the Christian Sabbath day. 
Now this morning we move to the second table of the law, not, not first of all concerned with the worship of God, but how it is we have a relationship with our neighbor. And so we're going to talk this morning about the fifth commandment. The fifth commandment, kids, deals with the closest neighbor God has given to us. Who is that closest neighbor? That's our parents. That's inside our own family. What's the relationship between children and parents in the family? But as, our, as our confession points out, the fifth commandment has more to do than just the relations of parents to children. It refers to all of those in authority over me. We're going to talk about the nature of those authority relationships. Romans 13, a classic text for the relationship between those as citizens and their relation to the magistrate. We're not going to focus so much on that this morning, but on the principles we see even here in Romans 13 of the way authority is to be expressed, is to be recognized in the various relationships we find ourselves in. The fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. And the first thing we have to notice is this is a command, not just a good idea. We are commanded to honor those in authority over us. Paul begins in Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. We honor those in authority over us because God has commanded us to. Children, when you obey your parents, you are obeying those whom God has placed in authority over you. To obey them is to obey God. And this, this relationship between parent and child, between those in authority and those under authority, obligates both of them. Since these relationships are an expression of God's concern for us, God's love for us, those of us who are under authority need to submit to God's law because it shows proper submission to God. Those who are in authority need to exercise that authority properly because it comes from God. Both are going to be doing their particular role in obedience to the command God has given. Obeying those in authority obligates the one under authority. So parents, when we instruct our children, children, when you hear your parents' instruction, that is God's means of teaching you. That's how God is showing his concern for you, his love for you. And you are called to recognize that. Children, listen to your parents, because in doing so, you are listening to God. You have an obligation to, to submit, to obey the authority God has put in place. And you obey them because of who they are, because of the position that they hold. They are your parents. They are the ones God has chosen to care for you, to instruct you, to discipline you. We obey them for the sake of who they are. 
Of course, the same is true in our relationship to the state. Uh, Paul talks about that. We honor the magistrate because of his position, because of the position God's given to him. In verse 4, he says, He is God's servant for your good. We are called to honor those in authority over us because God is choosing to care for us through their authority. The command obligates those under authority. But it also obligates those in authority. And that's what I want to talk about just a bit this morning. It obligates those in authority. In these, in these authority relationships, the one in authority must exercise that with the love and compassion of God. They exercise that authority on His behalf and must do so in His ways. We think of authority relationships in the home, not first of all parents and children, but even the relationship between husband and wife. That is an authority relationship. And while we often talk about the role of the wife in that relationship, the one under authority, we must not forget the obligations of the one in authority. Husbands, we have an obligation to exercise that authority over our wives in a loving and caring way. In a way that is concerned about her welfare first, not my desire. Just because you are the head of your home, you are the husband of your wife, doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. You have an obligation before God to exercise that authority with love and concern and compassion. You are to care for her. And you are obligated to do so. It's a command of God. In the relationship of parent to child, we are obligated as parents to care for and instruct our children for their good. Do what will be best for them. And so we think about that with regard to their instruction. We think about that particularly on this Sunday when we, when we think about the blessing of Christian education. The fifth commandment obligates us as parents to properly care for and instruct our children. Now that certainly begins at home. We are obligated to teach them the songs of Zion. We are obligated to read to them the Bible stories, to teach them the glorious truths of what Scripture teaches us, all the stories of the Old Testament, the stories of the New Testament. That's our obligation as parents. We are obligated to catechize them, to have them learn the, the more deeper truths of the faith. And of course, that will express itself in the more formal education we give to them. Whether that be through Christian homeschooling, whether that be through Christian day schooling, these means help us to fulfill our obligation as those who are in authority. When we come to the baptismal font, God makes promises to our children. And we also take vows on our lips before God. And one of the questions we're asked is, will you do everything in your power to raise this child in the fear of the Lord? 
that will certainly include God-centered instruction throughout their lives. We as parents have an obligation to instruct them and to encourage them. We're to be encouragers of our children. Paul says in verse 3, Would you have no fear of the one who's in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. The idea is that the one in authority gives encouragement, gives approval to those under his authority. So often, the only time we spend close time with our children is when they do something wrong and we have to discipline them. Then we set aside whatever we're doing and we discipline them at the time. But that shouldn't be the extent of our close interaction with them. We are to encourage them, to give them our approval, to use a phrase from the world, to catch them doing something right and encourage them when they do that. That's part of our obligation as those who are in authority, to build them up in the ways of the Lord. And when they do err, to correct them when they are wrong. Again, but if you do wrong, be afraid, Paul says. It is the parent's responsibility as those in authority to discipline their children. So kids, it should not surprise you When you do something that breaks God's law, when you do something that breaks your parents' rules, you will not at all be surprised when mom and dad discipline you. That's their job. That's their obligation. And they do that because they love you and they care for you. Now that discipline will take different forms. It'll take different forms in different homes. It'll take different forms at different times in our children's lives. It'll take different forms between two children in the same home. When our kids were growing up, uh, some of them um, received discipline from their father's hand. Uh, for, For one of my daughters, all I had to do was look at her and she'd fall apart. So we have to know our children, but no matter what that form is, We are obligated to train them, to discipline them in the fear of the Lord, in love, in patience, in kindness, but we as parents may not abdicate that responsibility to anyone else. Honor your father and mother puts us under obligation to do all we can to train our children, to encourage our children, to discipline them in the ways of the Lord. Our confession says this, What's God's will in the fifth commandment? That I honor, show honor, love, and faithfulness. I show honor, love, and faithfulness. Our understanding of this commandment will be shown in our actions, in what we do. We are to honor those who are in authority over us. Again, not so much because of who they are, but because of the position that they hold. A wife honors her husband because he is her husband. Now, if we husbands are honest, we know that our wives are smarter than us. They are wiser than us. 
They are more godly than us. They're better looking than us. But in a certain sense, all of that is beside the point when it comes to the authority relationship that we have. God has called the husband to be the head of his wife, and she is called to show honor to him. Whether or not he's right, whether or not you agree with his decision. Now, certainly you discuss things ahead of time, you have discussions together, but when a decision's made, a wife is called to honor her husband. We have to recognize that, and I would say particularly for those young women who might be considering someday marrying. When you marry, you willingly say, I will honor this man because of his role in our relationship, even when he's wrong and I'm right. I will choose to honor him. We are to show honor, show honor as, as parents, excuse me, as children to parents. Children, you honor your parents because of who they are, because they're your parents. When our kids were little, I tried very, very hard, I tried very, very hard never to say, do this because I said so. Okay, I tried not to say that. Do this because I said so. But in a certain sense, that sometimes is the reason why children have to do things. Because their parents said so. Whether the child understands it or not. Because the parent is in authority and the child is called to honor that authority, whether they understand or not. Of course, the same is true in our relationship to God. God says, do this. And we say, but God, I want to do it this way, I want to do it this way. He says, just do it this way whether you understand it or not. We're called to recognize and honor, show honor to the authorities over that. Again, with parents and children, the form of that honor may change over time. As we grow up, as we establish our own homes, we're no longer directly under their parental authority, but your parents are always your parents. And we are always called to honor them. Honor those in authority. We see that that truth needs to be expressed in our relationship to authority in the church. And again, this idea of authority in the church is in many ways repulsive today, repulsive to culture. Everyone's created equal. We're all the same. Who are you to say anything to me? But God has established an authority relationship in the church. He has called office bearers to exercise authority over the congregation. And we as congregants are called to honor that authority. We take that vow in membership. We talked about that a couple weeks ago in the third member, about taking vows, vows of membership. We're called to honor the office bearers. And when we agree with them, that's a very easy thing to do. It's when we disagree with them that we have the opportunity to show God our, our love and obedience and to show them our honor by still submitting to the decisions they have made. Of course, that is true as citizens to the state as well. That's what Paul's addressing directly. 
to honor those in authority, to submit with them whether we agree or not. One of the ways we can honor those in authority in the state, one of the easiest ways, not only simple obedience, honor them by praying for them. Pray for those whom God has placed in civic authority over us, no matter which political party they belong to. God has placed them in authority. God, in his sovereignty, has chosen this person to be our mayor, our governor, our representative, our president. And we are called to honor the position that God has placed them in. We can do that by praying for them. We can do that by how we talk about them, honoring them with our words. Because the way we speak about the government, our kids will pick that up. The way we speak about authorities over us may very likely be reflected in the way our kids speak about the authority over them. I remember a conversation I was having with someone outside of our church, someone outside of our church, and uh, the, the adult high school children were in the room, and they kept referring to Governor Nuisance. Now that's a little bit humorous. Governor Nuisance. But if those children grow up to disrespect their parents with their words, those parents should not be surprised. They taught them to do it. They taught them it's okay with our words to disrespect those in authority over us. How do we speak about the governing authorities? How do we speak about them when we agree with them? How do we speak about them when we disagree? God has called us to honor, to love, and to be faithful to. We, we love them by showing them our obedience. Our obedience can be done in one of two ways, either the obedience of a slave or the obedience of a child. The obedience of a slave is, I will do this because I have to. Simple external obedience. God calls us to show love the obedience of a child. A child who loves to please those in authority. Kids, when they're little, love to please their parents. They love to draw pictures for them and give them to them and please them and try to make them happy. That's the obedience we are called to. This is the call we receive from our Heavenly Father to obey Him, not slavishly, but obey as children, children of God. That is what we are. We read that earlier this morning in loving devotion to His authority. We are to honor, to love, and to be faithful to those in authority over this. Not be faithful, not leaving them quickly. Be patient with their failings. There are times when those in authority will make mistakes. Even with the best of intentions, after gathering all the information they can, they will make a decision that will end up badly. That'll happen in your families, kids. Your, your parents, with the best of intentions, will sometimes make a decision. While not intending to harm you, that may be the outcome. And this is your opportunity to show them your faithfulness to them. To not, not write off what mom and dad said because they made one bad decision. But to recognize even they are fallen, sinful too. To be patient with their failings. We do this all because 
Because following God's law, following God's commands, is the path of blessing. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. That that blessing is attached to this command. God doesn't say, don't kill, that it may go well with you. Don't commit adultery, that it may go well with you. Don't steal, that it may go well. Honor your parents, that it may go well with you. This is the blessing that comes from, from obeying the law of God by honoring the authorities he has placed over us. It's good for us to submit to proper authorities in our own relationships, in husband-wife relationships, in parent-child relationships, in parishioner-office-bearer relationships. This is the way Jesus Christ related to his Father. Think about that. The second person of the Trinity, co-equal in power, co-eternal in time, one who was very God of very God. And yet he was willing to submit himself to the will of the Father. And, And in Christ, not so that it would go well with him, but so that it would go well with us. He was willing as the eternal Son of God to submit himself to his Father's authority, although he was co-equal with God. He did not consider equality with God something to be held onto, but he emptied himself, taking on the form of a servant. All of that, that we might be blessed. We might receive the blessing that we are now children of God because of the work of the eternal Son of God. And he continues to make that call today. He continues to say, turn from your evil ways, turn from your your fallen ways, and embrace Jesus Christ and his finished work that you too might be counted as a child of God. You might know the blessing of living under God's caring, loving, fatherly authority. Honor your father and your other that it may go well with you. And we find ourselves living according to the law of our Father. We have the blessing. We're the recipients. Because God in His grace and mercy choose to rule us through His Word and by His Spirit. Honor your father and your mother that it may go well with you. God calls us as His children to properly submit to authority in the various authority relationships in which we find ourselves. It's not just for parents and kids, the fifth commandment. It's for all authority over us. Because ultimately, submission to that which God has established is submission to God himself. And certainly there is the path of blessing. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we thank you And we praise you for the order, for the structure which you have placed in society. We know our own hearts. We tend to want our own way. We tend to want to do our own thing. And you have chosen through your authority structures to restrain us for our good. Help us as children to properly submit to our parents, 
Help us as parents to do all we can to raise these children, teach them, discipline them, encourage them in the ways of the Lord. Lord God, in all the relationships we find ourselves, may we recognize that by we can show our love to you by the way we honor, love, and are faithful to those whom you have given to us. Hear our prayer, O God, for Jesus' sake. Amen. We are going to turn once again to number 174 as we continue to learn this song about the Ten Commandments. This morning we are going to sing verses 1 and 2 and then verse 6 and 9. Notice verse 6, honor your father and your mother, obey the Lord our God's command that you may dwell secure and prosper with length of days upon the land. Verses 1, 2, 6, and 9.